0: what's up ladies and gentlemen i'm back again it's been a while since i've made an episode i've been super busy fucking doing real estate uh you know i started wholesale for those of you that don't know i dabbled into wholesale wholesaling real estate i did a video of that of what exactly is wholesale so if you don't know what that is you can go to my youtube channel and check that out but let's get started Nonetheless, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Greater Effect Podcast. For this episode, I just really want to update you guys on what's really going on in my life, where I'm at right now, um, as far as uh, what's going on with my real estate license, everything. So I will be getting my license very, very soon. Trust me. My test is this Wednesday. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I feel super ready. I'm confident. So I definitely know I'm going to pass. Where I will be going after, that is that is something I'm going to uh, announce um, once I get accepted into the brokerage. But it's definitely a place I've been wanting to go to for a while now. They are local in my city, Costa Mesa. Super, super dope office. Um, I really like what the person has done to the whole environment and the culture that person has created there super dope super dope especially cuz it's not like a your average corporate uh broker you know it's 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 a lot different so i'm going to be uh disclosing more stuff once i do get accepted to go in there i don't have a plan b so if i don't get accepted <laughs> i don't know where the hell i'm going to go uh so crossing my fingers i know for sure i will get in it's just it's just a matter of time which needs to catch up now um, also, I okay. So let let's get into this. I I dabbled into wholesale real estate wholesale. Now, for those of you that don't know, that's uh, finding distressed properties that have distressed sellers, and they're in a sticky situation. So they need to cash out, and they need the money within thirty days or less. Sometimes. So what I do, or what a wholesaler does, is they. They skip trace, they find these properties, and they offer them uh, a certain amount of money. You know, they'll say, okay, I'll buy your property for, uh, like, let's say the property is um, worth 150 and it's like brand new, everything uh, kitchens, bathrooms, it's turnkey, like, it's up to date. Let's say a house goes for 150 and then, for example, let's say that the person, the distressed seller, their house is all messed up. So they can't get 150 for that house. So that's when we come in and we do our little formula and we offer them a certain amount. Let's say maybe, who knows, 60000 70000 depending on the condition of the property and uh, all that stuff. So we offer them a certain amount of money. And what we do is we put them under a contract. And then from there, we uh, we find a local investor, a flipper, cash buyer. And we basically just uh, assign the contract over to them per fee. And we get paid anywhere from like $5,000. Uh, it can be 20000 30000 depending on what you lock the deal uh, up on. So that's wholesale. I tried doing that. Well, I didn't try. I was doing that. <laughs> I was doing that for, I would say, a good... A good three weeks, I stopped door dashing and I just like, I pulled a fat list for California and started uh, cold calling people from Fresno, Bakersfield, Riverside, Los Angeles, because I really wanted to get my foot in the door from prospecting. I didn't want to wait till I had my license. I just, I wanted to improve on my prospecting skills, how I spoke to people, social dynamics, all that stuff. I really wanted to just get my foot in the door and get my feet wet already so that's when I had a friend who was doing wholesale and he was like hey dude like you should do it you know it doesn't you literally don't need much to start it up and if you have money it's even better because it does cost money at the end of the day to pull leads. So I was pulling leads i, I dropped like almost three grand on on a list. I was doing texting and cold calling. And for those of you that don't know me, I don't like calling it cold calling but uh that's just a general term for it. So that's why I just said it that time. But I was calling. I was calling a lot of people, and it got to a point where I I got very comfortable. Like when I first picked up that phone, I hesitated a lot, and I was like, "Ooh!" Like my heart was racing. I was kind of ignoring the fact that I needed to cold call, and I was just doing majority of text. But I knew I had to uh, get my foot in the door if I wanted to, you know, become this all-star real estate agent. And this person that I have in my head, I just needed to, you know, to get there, I needed to pick up this phone. So picked up the phone, started dialing, uh, making calls. I mean, obviously I messed up all that, you know, the beginner, the beginner, uh, the beginner's experience. I had all that. But it got to a point where I started getting comfortable and, you know, doing the mirroring and the matching, the takeaways, the qualifying, all that. And it gets to a point where you're like, OK, I feel like I can't talk to anyone like I can't, you know, and um, it, it just it was cool. It was definitely a, a super seminal experience that I had. So I was doing that. And then it got to a point where I was like, like, fuck, man, I'm kind of losing focus on becoming an agent. I stopped studying. I stopped taking tests for my real estate uh, exam, like those practice tests. And I was like, dude, I'm I'm losing focus. I got to get back into uh, this grind of wanting to become an agent. Because that's what I originally had my mindset on. So I it, it came to this point in my life where I was like, fuck. Like, I got distracted. And it, I felt like as if I needed to pick one, you know? But then I... I in that mindset, I was just overwhelming myself of, okay, this or this. And that's not how you should think overall. Like, just the word or, because you're automatically, um, you're when you incorporate the word or into yourself, like, in your head, you're now thinking, fuck, I have to pick one or the other. But I took a step back and I realized I can do both, you know, because I was coming across people who needed to sell their home But their home was turnkey. Their home was up-to-date, 2021 uh, standards. But I didn't have my real estate license. And then I was coming across people who uh, had a messed up home, but they just weren't ready to sell. So it's good in situations like that where you know how to do both. That way, you become more versatile. So if you come across, uh, you know, if you're door-knocking as an agent or cold-calling and you come across someone who does have a messed up house from the inside it may not look like it on the outside but from the inside that's when you can put on your wholesale hat and be like okay now i can be a wholesaler in this situation and then vice versa if it's the opposite and they want to sell their house or buy a property you have your real estate license so it's very good to know how to do both and that's where i uh had this like I said this seminal experience this life-changing moment where I was like I want to be more of an agent more than anything Wholesaling well, is cool I'm not gonna lie there's nothing wrong with it it's definitely awesome even though I never locked up a contract it was definitely awesome talking to all these people because it, I just had good conversations with a lot of people and there were people you know like there's that one or two percent that are pissed off and they cuss you out on the phone but you just keep going you know and you know, the next call, three phone calls down, you forget about them. There's nothing. So it's, it's definitely an awesome experience. But the thing that got to me was um, when you're an agent, you get ongoing referrals. And it's more so of the relationships you develop with people. And wholesale is just more of a one and done, you know. And my original goal was to establish uh, a legacy and a very uh, well-known brand name for myself. You know, um, another thing would be generational wealth. I want to keep my uh, real estate name and empire going for many years. And so, with wholesale, you can do that, but it's just like I said, it's it's a one and done deal. But I'm trying to create relationships for the long run with people, you know. And with that being said, the more relationship, the more relationships you create with prospects getting people's homes sold, helping them buy their dream house, all that stuff. You're going to get ongoing referrals to a point where, you know, maybe 70 or 80% of your business might might even be just referrals. And that alone is pretty awesome. Not having to prospect, door knock. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to do it if you want to, you know, get more ongoing business. But in the long run, I just see being an agent as a more lucrative uh path and it's something I've always wanted to be. So after I took a step back, I realized that a uh, life-changing moment and I was like, Yeah, dude, like this is what I originally wanted. Um this is what I gotta go for. And I just started uh doing less calling, less of the wholesale side, and just started putting back my attention on the whole real estate agent. So with that, um I hope you guys can take a thing or two and just just know that it's not a, like a one thing you have to pick. You know, at the end of the day, you can be whatever you want to be. You can do both. I'm not saying you have to pick one, but you can do both. It's just up to you to discover who you really are and what do you actually want within your niche and life. But also, um another thing, let's, let's talk about this. I started getting into NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Dude, <laughs> that's the thing. When you... When you surround yourself with, with friends, they're obviously going to have an impact on your life with the stuff they do on a day-to-day basis, which they're going to talk to you about, which will then have an influence on you. So like one of my good buddies, Alan, you know, best friend of mine, awesome dude. He started getting into Pokemon cards and Pokemon played a big part in my life in the beginning you know, watching the Pokemon movies, I fucking cried during that movie, I'm not gonna lie, (laughs) it was an awesome movie, but I I played a lot of Pokemon, I collected the cards, Uh, my cards got stolen, thrown into trash, all that from my parents, but uh, nonetheless, he, he started collecting cards, and then I started noticing how valuable these cards were, and I was like, whoa, dude, like, that sounds like a cool hobby to get into, so I didn't even think twice about it, I just started buying Pokemon cards, um, and, and it's funny, too, because I had someone fucking come at me on my story of how, like, oh, I'm just following the hype. No, dude, like, it's not even what it is. I get how people think that, but first off, people will find any anything negative in any situation and come at you for it. It's so bad like that nowadays, you know? And the fact that I did pull Charizards from my first, very first pack is, is pretty awesome. Even though I know they're worth, you know, if I did get it graded uh, and they ended up coming out as a PSA 10, which is like the best condition, they would be worth like 255 or 300 bucks. But the fact of the matter that someone hated on me for that is like, dude, (laughs) people people are wild out here, but I didn't let that phase me. I think it's just very funny because in life, there's always going to be polarity with everything you do, there's always going to be polar opposites no matter what. It's just uh, a law of the universe. So I was, it didn't even let that phase me at all. I just thought it was funny. And I wanted to bring it up because it's something also to talk about on this podcast. (laughs) But also another thing was, um, so yeah, I started collecting these cards and it got to a point where I'm like blowing this money, dude. And I'm like, dude, like this is, uh, there's no limit. Like I got to put a limit on myself or else I'm just going to keep spending cuz this is this is insane. I feel like I'm I'm sacrificing. I'm going towards short-term gratification rather than long-term uh, success. Yeah, you can pull a card and, you know, it, it could be worth like 1500, uh 15,000 or, you know, $150,000, but at the end of the day, it's it's like where is your attention going? You know, because who you surround yourself with is gonna have a big influence on what you do, the things you buy, the things you read, the things you watch, all this stuff. So it's gonna impact you heavily, psychologically, and in all aspects, you know? So yeah, he he got into the Pokemon cards, which got me into the Pokemon cards, and I was like, dude, I gotta stop because um, I mean, I can't spend money like this. So I stopped buying the Pokemon cards. Uh, i definitely get into it later, you know when I have the money to burn and invest later in life after I'm established in real estate. But I definitely got some good cards. Uh, I do plan on flipping them. I got a Lapras VMAX, Max, uh, secret rare, and then I got a Charizard V. I got a couple. I got like I have like four Charizard cards. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get them graded and definitely gonna flip them because I think the whole uh, NFT niche is pretty badass so but overall it's it's most it's more important to stay focused on what you want because there there are these things that are going to come up in life when you do have a lot of money and i'm not saying that i have a lot but i had a decent amount saved up and so there are going to be things that will try and distract you but you have to maintain focus on what your goal is because if you lose sight of that you'll end up with nothing left in your bank account From all these distractions, pulling your attention away from your main goal. So I definitely learned my lesson of not like, you know, getting into these distractions around me and stuff like that. So it's all about just regaining focus whenever this happens um, and take it as a lesson. Oh, another thing too, like (laughs) the same person who got me into Pokemon cards also got me into a... A couple of guns as well so I'm not I'm not saying like this is all bad and everything It's def- it's definitely cool to um, you know pick up these new hobbies and do these new things but in reality you guys you guys got to have a limit for what you can and can't spend and that's the biggest uh, life test well the biggest test life's gonna throw at you in this realm you know if you come across a certain amount of money let's say 50,000 or heck let's say you even got like 5k saved up you know life's going to constantly test you life's going to see if 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 you can handle another 2k or another 10k if if it gets thrown at you or just handed to you you know life's going to constantly test you to see if you can handle this a much amount of money and if you can't, you're going to keep starting from ground zero and having to work your way back up and again and again. So take it as uh, a test because that's that's really what's going on. And if you want to read a better or just a really good book on, on how to manage your money, I definitely recommend reading The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. That book is pretty badass. It's going to teach you how to, how to really save. Because in that book, it also says, you get tested constantly and growing up we're not um we're not really educated on how to save money or let alone spend it in the proper ways so that book is definitely a great read and i highly recommend you read it because it's going to change your life and how you see money so it's an awesome read but yeah that's just pretty much what's going on uh with my life at the moment i i I'm not gonna lie. I stopped boxing because I wanted to focus more on my real estate. Uh, I stopped boxing. I kind of fell off after, after the whole uh, getting into wholesale. Like I, I, I just let it consume so much of my time and energy, which was good, but also bad because I lost, I lost focus on other parts of my life. But I'm definitely picking that back up again once, because uh, I know now what I, you know what what the goal is, what the true outcome is. What what do I want? So Oh yeah, also I'm going vegan. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm seriously going to go vegan. I watched a video today on how meat, chicken, ground turkey, uh fucking hot dogs are prepped. Just the processing and everything. It it was like what yo, I could not believe it. Like I've always heard those videos since I was a little kid, you know, of how, like, food is made and processed in the warehouse and everything. I've been hearing videos like that since I was in the sixth grade. And I never really bothered to like, go out of my way to look at stuff like that. But today, I was, it was just like, as I was thinking, you know, just going through the motions of my day, like getting stuff done, I was thinking in the back of my head. And it's always been a thought, too, of wanting to go vegan, wanting to uh, constantly push the limits of eating healthier each and every single day I always want to just push the limits or just even a thought of it because it got to a point where I I like cut out pizza I cut out dairy I cut out eggs like I haven't even ate eggs since the last year so um I, I just want to I, I was like I had the thought in my head of can I actually do it because I tried it last year for a week and on the second day I was getting headaches, I was starving, and I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't. I just needed the meat so bad because my whole family are uh, meat eaters. So with that, I I started, instead of eating chicken breast because I was heavy on the chicken breasts, I would eat chicken breast all the time because they say that it's like the best thing to eat. Bodybuilders eat it. It has a ton of protein, all this stuff. So after the chicken breast, I started going into ground turkey. And I was like, dude... This, I mean, you got you have seen ground turkey in stores. It looks weird with the little waves it's got going on inside of the packaging, and a part of me, you know, says that does not look healthy. Like something about that, just the way it's made, the structure. It's not like we know deep down in our in inside that it can't be healthy. <laughs> like low key, come on, you know, like like there's how many ground turkey packages out there in the world and there's how many ground turkeys like you know there's got to be something going on there um especially with the packaging the prep everything so i just i was like thinking about it and i was like you know what uh, let me just watch one of these videos because i was really curious to see on how they were made crown turkey and i saw a video and i was like dude this is this is i couldn't like i believed i could believe it but then again a part of me was like this this actually happens like like people are okay with this <laughs> which is crazy right like whoa like what are we doing not, not that i'm saying you know we shouldn't kill animals or anything like that but to a certain extent i mean having a bunch of animals in a warehouse is like crossing the line where to where they you know like they can't breathe they Or they're getting uh, injected with these hormone enhancers and and stuff like that. It's it's getting crazy. I'm not saying I don't like meat because meat tastes amazing. Like a good steak is amazing. I'm not going to lie. But when you have these warehouses or these, yeah, these warehouses out, you know, wherever they are in the Goonies and they're just filled with animals who probably aren't even clean because it didn't look like they were clean in the video and they're just depressed and sad. Because they know they're going to get, you know, killed later in a couple weeks or so. It sucks to see that, dude. Because if they're frightened, you know, their whole body's going through, like, you know, depression, the meat itself, all that. It's just, it's already affecting the meat. So it's just, uh, seeing that, I was just like, nah, dude. It's And then the packaging, the tools, everything they use, it, like they didn't even look sanitary. They say, "Oh yeah, they clean their stuff, but there's like body fluids, there's uh you know a bunch of stuff on the on the conveyor belts. Like it's it's crazy." So I was like, "Bro, I I gotta cut it because it's the stuff they're putting into these animals nowadays are, are not healthy." Yeah, they they pass uh, rules and, and regulations and stuff like that, but I mean, look, we don't we don't know if they're getting paid or not to get to pass those uh those rules and Um, regulations and stuff just to have their meat, you know, in the store and make money. We don't know what's really going on, honestly. But I can tell you right off the bat, what I saw from that video just, it wasn't, it wasn't right for me to still be eating meat. So with that said, I'm honestly going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go vegan. I just had a vegan meal uh, for dinner, actually, which was chickpeas, black beans, and rice with some broccoli. So... What helped me a lot was after going through the chicken breast, I started consuming ground turkey because ground turkey is less filling and it's more lean. And then it got to a point where uh, I started like declining the amount of uh, ground turkey that I consumed. So now it was ground turkey, beans, and rice. And I started eating more beans and rice. My stomach got used to that. So now where I can just, you know, eat beans, rice, fruits, dates, all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, I highly recommend uh, those of you who haven't researched that stuff and how meat is made to definitely research it and how bad it is actually for your body. Uh, a good book to read on that is called Brainwash by, uh, what's the guy's name? Let me go get it. By David Polmetter brainwashed by david Pullmetter. that's a that's definitely a good book but yeah that's pretty much sums up what's going on i've already been talking for about 20 almost 25 minutes this is the longest podcast episode i've ever recorded so this is me just flowing off the top of my head giving you guys updates of what's really going on so i'm gonna i'm gonna end it here thank you for listening and i'll catch you on the next one all right peace